Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 122 of Beer and Understood Podcast. This afternoon's glorious, snowy day in Montreal. We are here at Experience Beer in uh, Montreal with Fabrice, owner of Le Pacte de Grand. My man, Team Lactose, how you doing? Team the Lactose. Oh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we've been meaning to do this for a while. I got yeah. a bit sick over Christmas yeah. just beforehand, so I apologize. I bailed on you. No problem. But I was dying. It was pretty bad. That's the lactose. <laughs> I mean, potentially. Could have just all caught up with me. Um, yeah, so Experience Beer, uh, shouts to Olivier for letting us use the space today. Yeah. This place is really nice, man. Um, really cool store. We're on Amherst, sort of in, it's kind of, I guess, is the village area. Yeah, I guess um, so. Uh, I guess it is. It's probably what you call it. Um, I haven't, we used to live kind of near here a while ago. Um, but I never came to this place before. It's very cool. It's, uh, it's, it's only been <laughs> open for uh, like two years, I guess. Okay, so, so that's possible. Yeah, that it's quite new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like it. And they've been supporters of you, like they've been stuck in your yeah, stuff? Yeah, first day, I, uh, when they uh, did the, uh, the opening, I was here with my beer uh, doing some, some sampling and uh, oh, nice. selling it. So, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's perfect. This is like what better place yeah, to it's do a, a podcast. It's a good place to do a podcast because. Uh, as you might know, I'm a contract brewery, so I don't have a pub or anything to... Uh, yet. To, yet. yet. I yeah, I don't have a, a place to, uh, to show up to, but I mean, this is where my beer is in the stores, and I thought it was a natural fit to do a podcast here yeah. in the stores that uh, support me. I don't. Really, I can't even think of another place. I don't think we've ever done a podcast, a full-length podcast from a, a store, from memory. I don't think so. So that's very fun. Um, also, just in case people are hearing or watching and seeing folks walking through and fridge noises. So this is an operating uh, beer depender here in Montreal. So like, there's going to be customers coming in, maybe walking past the camera. So if you see that, that's what's up with that. But we're bringing you exactly what it's like yeah. to be here. So the beer we have in our gorgeous glass right now is a very interesting beer. It's your actual, your latest beer. Yeah, it's my latest. Tell us about this one, brother. Yeah, so uh, this was uh, some kind of uh, experiment I wanted to uh, play with. So it's a blend of three styles, uh, two that are contradictory and two that are like complementary. So I wanted to play like really with a contradiction and something that was more complementary. So uh, first, the contradictory part of it would be like it's a brook nepa, so that's kind of counterintuitive because yeah. uh, nepa you have the, really a mouthful of. Uh, the texture is really a mouthful, and the brut is, is more like the dryness. Oh, super dry, super Yeah, chill, super yeah. dry, super uh, refreshing. So I really wanted to push it to the extreme and see how much the the oats and the rye and the um, oats, rye and wheat could yep. uh, still bring a mouthfeel, but without the sugar, like, well, with it being bone dry. So that's what I wanted to experiment with. And I, uh, really, I think it's a success because you uh, you have that mouthfeel, but you still have the dryness. So it's really cool. It's I really like, like how it turned out. And the the Nepa Kvike part is really complimentary because Kvike produce a ton of fruity esters. So you right. get a really, 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 really fruity beers. And I chose some fruity hops to go alongside, so to accentuate the fruity side. What are the hops? Uh, there's definitely some Simcoe. I yep. think there's a little bit of uh, Citra. Uh, on top of my head, there would be some Amarillo and Centennial as well. Right, it's totally fruity. Well, yep. cheers, get it in. Cheers. Yeah. 
I really like this, man. This is fantastic. It's such an interesting beer because it does have that dryness from the brew. Like, it's definitely hazy and juicy, not like full murky, like you can see right there. But like, you can tell it's clearly a New England style IPA. Like, yeah. mm. And super fruity, but there's like, it's like something stops the fruitiness. Like it hits you at first, and then the fruitiness kind of like somewhat abruptly cuts off yeah. and then gets really dry. And there's like these flavors that I don't necessarily recognize super well, which is probably the Kavik yeast. Yeah, uh, me, I get Would like some uh, mango, pineapple. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, Total tropical fruit salad. Yeah, maybe a, a little bit of uh, stone fruit or something that I'm yeah, not like particularly melon. sure. Yeah, melon yeah. or stone, stone fruit that uh, I'm not uh, exactly sure, but yeah, that's what. Uh, I like it, man. Very interesting. And this one, uh, you only released it, I guess. We did the video, I did the quick video for this one, maybe November, late November? I know, uh, it would be... Was um, it December? was December. December. Uh, the uh, distribution started uh, right before Christmas, maybe a week before Christmas, uh, but uh, I brought you oh, some before yes. that. Maybe you had it like, uh, like a week, mid-December or right. uh, early December or something, yeah. So this one has done really well for you. This has really picked up because it's such an interesting beer. Yeah, so far it seems uh, to uh, get people interested in um, to try my product because uh, as a as a new brewery, I think it's always a challenge. I mean, there's so many uh, good choice on the yeah. on the shelves and uh, in the fridge. So uh, yeah, you you gotta pick the interest of, uh, of the people so if you want your beer uh, to get picked up. And um, I feel every time I release a new beer, uh, people who tried the other ones, uh, tried a new one, maybe go back to the older ones as well. So right. it's it's a work in progress, and that's why I really like uh, this way of doing things. I mean. I don't need to fill up the shelves. At the end of the month, I don't have like bills to pay or anything. So I just, step by step, I build up my brand. I try some things, uh, I see if they work, if they don't work, so. Love it, you get that Slowly but surely, yeah. yeah. I love it. I think it's also really good that, just while you were saying that, my being the New England IPA is probably like, my, I guess my favorite style. I find that it's lacking in Quebec. Like it's one style there just isn't many of. Whenever I've come, even just before, just while we were setting up, I was just having a quick look and I was just looking through the fridge, like trying to find that's my, or what I always do. So I think there's got to be other people like me and like that. Is it this one? Yeah. No, no that's uh, the one I guess. Uh, no, oh, yeah, this bad one. The yeah. end one here. Like, I think it fills a nice gap as well. And there's also not many brutes. They're starting to get more, but at least not packaged. It might be like you know, a handful, maybe a few more. So it's, uh, I'm noticing it's, those trends aren't as popular here. So I think that when someone does come out with something, particularly a beer that combines them all, it's it's certainly interesting to, uh, to drink is everywhere. Yeah. I love it. Um, so let's talk about how you got into beer. Like, and then we'll get into the brewery. Cool. Uh, oh, I got into beer. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I think it first started as soon as I moved out from uh, my mom's uh, house and I rented my apartment. Uh, it was something uh, I knew I, I wanted to do for from a long time. I think probably the idea got uh, got to me because once uh, when I was a kid, uh, one of my friends' uh, father used to brew beer and he has right. that really sick um, basement right. like with the beer pumps and everything and it was <laughs> like cake. amazing like, yeah the real man gave the pool table and everything Damn. and uh, I think that left an impression on me because it's always something that uh, showed it in my head I mean when I started to drink beer uh, mostly that it came back and like I wanted to do uh, to do it by myself and have right. fun with that 
So that's, yeah, when I moved uh, in on uh, myself with my girlfriend, I told her we can move together, but I got to brew beer and you got to be okay with that. It's going to smell beer in the house and uh, I'm going to brew some. So yeah, it's been like, what, seven? Seven years? Six or seven or eight years. 2019 now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when I was about 19 years old, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, next thing I knew was I wanted, uh, I, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and uh, do stuff on my own and not work for somebody all my life. So when I started brewing beer and realized I could do some good beer, so I thought, yeah, I like beer, I like business, like, let's, let's, try, let, let's try and do something with that. And so that's how I got to, uh, to brew beer. Nice. I really got into it and I really liked it and I I brewed a lot and yeah. Okay. And then how did that turn into starting like actually taking it further, creating a brand and beginning the contract? Well the brand uh, the brand which is kinda of funny, uh, the brand I almost immediately started when I started brewing. I think maybe a year into it or something, I, I started like making a brand name with my brother because I used to brew with him. And uh, we, uh, we found a name for uh, a home brewery and it was La Pots Grain. Uh, so it came really early on, the name of the, the brewery, the home brewery. Okay. And it, it stick around and um, as thing got, uh, got to go on, uh, I really wanted to push the, the project. Funny thing is, uh, I started two years ago, I think, like commercially doing it. Okay. Uh, I was with partner at the time. Turns out it didn't work out, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, thing I really liked about that experience is it got it got me going. I right. mean, like doing it with someone else. It's sometimes it's the, like the kick in the butt you need to really uh, get down to something and really do it. And also having someone to exchange with and like. Share ideas. Share idea and uh, make them move really uh, got me started. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, someone I met like for uh, starting a brewery. So uh, right. I met this person exactly for for that, and we started contract brewing uh, back then. And from the same place you're at now. No, uh, it was a... at uh, Brisset, La Compagnie Bière Brisset. Uh, no. Well, maybe people would know it for uh, Broken Seven. Oh, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 before. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, the name as well, by the way, take a sip, I keep talking to you in the middle of taking a sip. I, I, every time I search for it on Instagram, it, I, I think it's a like play on words, right? It's a French saying, la, la yeah. pas du gain or something? La pas du gain, yeah. What with, does that mean? Like, uh, it does not really translate well, but it would be uh, like the lure of the greed, if you will, like doing something for, uh, for your own gains, if you will, or... Right. Uh, like, yeah. Okay. So. So then the grains, like the lure of the grains. Yeah. Instead, of, yeah. Just, just okay. I just changed the word because it was almost the same. Always been mean to ask you that. Okay. Yeah. Sick. So then, um, now, right now, you're contracting out of uh, Brasserie Generale in yeah. Quebec City, which is three hours each way. It's quite a significant yeah. uh, drive to do that. So, how did that get started? Well, mm. as many things in uh, the beautiful world of... Uh, Maybe I think if we hit this, it's going to... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sorry. It might make a noise. Like uh, many great things in the, the beer industry, it all started in a beer festival. Okay, of course. Over <laughs> uh, some beers, of course. Yeah, so I went there and uh, they were... Uh, they had like their, their boot over there and uh, I started talking with them. It was uh, right beside my home at the time, so like I went there all the weekend and uh, spoke with the guys and... Uh, at this time, I was looking for another place to uh, produce my beers. So, 
<laughs> I asked them and um, they were willing to do it, so. Nice. And even though it was super far, it made sense? It made sense because it's uh, it's not as easy as uh, some uh, would like to think. Yeah. I mean, contract brewing, you have to find someone that will brew your beers to your standards. Yes. Uh, that will have uh, some capacity production for you. Okay. I mean, uh, if they don't have it, if they, if they can produce your beers, then you don't have anything to sell. Yeah. So, and finding it at a fair price is also uh, one of the main concerns you have to deal with. Yeah, I hear some stories. I've, I've read some stuff recently that uh, I forgot who it was, and they were saying that the brewery that they that's doing it for them was like, like damn near doubling the price of per liter. I can't remember it was somewhere in the states, I think, and it was essentially going to put them out of business, like because the contract brewery. You mean uh, a small brewery or a big one? So like the. The big brewery that's contracted. That's Pabst, isn't it? That's Pabst, thank you. And they were, and that's a huge thing. Yeah. Because Pabst don't even have their own stuff, which is also kind of weird. I guess it's just a brand. That, yeah, I, like, I really never knew that until the, that article yeah. came up. Yeah, I really thought it was like... Uh, like they had their own, it was its yeah. actual brewery. Like a Rickards is just the brand. They don't have a brewery. It's brewed out of whatever, Molson or Labatt or whoever owns it. Yeah, but it, I think it's owned by Molson. It's owned by Molson, but they don't have a Rickards brewery. Yeah, it's just, no, a, yeah. just like, I guess, I think maybe Blue Moon or Shock Top would come under that. They're yeah. a brand that is owned by a macro brewery and that's just brewed out of somewhere. Now, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but for someone like Paps, I had really thought they would have had their own facility. And for them to be that large and then held like at gunpoint by the big brewery yeah. to be like, well, you're going to pay... I, do you know what? Now I think it was like tr triple, maybe? It was something like... Exorbitant, it, yeah, crazy numbers to the yeah. point where it would like I think triple now. I'm picturing the article, like that's crazy. So, I mean, that is a big concern for contract brewers. You're trying to build a brand, you're trying to make a consistent product that is in line with what you the small batch that you brew, and you're like, This is what the beer is supposed to be. You got to scale it up, you got to trust them to do it, and then you got to trust them to not all of a sudden be like, You know what, we're tripling the price. It's yeah. stressful. Well, it's stressful, but I mean. But I guess not that bad. It's not that bad. Once you got, I, once at, you the got end of, at the end of the month, if uh, if I my, my if my beer don't sell, I don't get wrecked, and they uh, they won't come over and take over my house. I mean, I don't have like super huge. Uh, I don't have any. Uh, I don't owe any money to uh, nobody. I mean. Right, right. So yeah, That's but a good yeah, position. it's always uh, hard to project yourself and say, yeah, well, yeah, next year I'm gonna do that many liters and everything because if the brewery that brews your beer start experiencing some growth, maybe they won't have as much uh, time or um, to spend like on your space for it. and space for it, yeah. Do you so. have a plan B if that happens? Well, if it would ever to be to happen, I guess I would, uh, I really like working with these guys, so I guess I would try to find a way to optimize uh, thing over there, maybe right. buying some new equipment or anything, like to and really get, get continue doing it to, uh, with them because I really uh, really like doing it over there uh, but if uh, if if I don't have any other choices uh, I guess I would uh, try and find some other That's place about. to brew yeah. right I mean this is I don't know why it just came into my head now like a, a cooperative like my brasserie where you do purchase your own equipment and then it's sort of like your stuff in that brewery or is yeah. that too not doesn't suit what you need it, it might have been possible but um I, I think they're starting to change that, but once uh, once I uh, first time I approached them would be like uh, start of 2018. Okay. Um, they wouldn't do it because I uh, I didn't own a pub or something. 
So their point was we, oh, we, yeah, would, a... we would do it for someone who owns a pub or uh, has a bar or anything. Uh, but since I was only uh, like a how would you say that? A contract brewery? Yeah. yeah, yeah Since yeah. I was only a contract brewery and I didn't have a place, uh, they wouldn't do it back then. Uh, I think I, I spoke with some people and it told me it might have changed since, since then. But yeah, that's one of the reasons I, uh, I didn't go to a uh, bus for now. Yeah. But if they do change, that could be an option. That type of situation, not necessarily them, but that situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there's plenty of, there's some options. You have, uh, you have to look at, look for the uh, these options. And I mean, once you're already in it, I think it's easier to find some place to brew your beers. Right. Because once I once I when I first did it, yeah, like it was odd because they don't know if your beer will sell. They don't know you. Mm. They don't know anything. And then uh, they they are gonna going to brew your beer. Is it just a skew that's gonna sit on a shelf and everything? So once you get to start doing it, I guess it's easier. It opens some doors uh, once you've already done it and you have established yourself. I mean, I don't feel like I'm really established right now. I'm just fooling around, having fun and trying to make some great beer, but yeah. How long have you had products on the shelf? About two years would be about 10 or 12 releases max. That's pretty solid. For some, and what's your capacity? What do you brew approximately, like volume? Uh, Right now I'm doing 2,000 liters per batch. Per batch, and how often are you? Once every few months. Okay, because it's like how long it takes for that beer to move. Uh, or is it when you can get space in grocery general? A bit of both. I like I said, I don't want to just fill the shelves with uh, with beers. I want them to sell. So uh, usually, uh, I don't want to brew too often uh, either. Okay. Like not just filling up the shelves. I want to make sure my skew sells before brewing some more. And then, yeah, I have to deal with their uh, production schedule as well. Okay, so there's a bunch of factors. Yeah. So, I mean, even the type of, type of stuff you've been making right now, we're drinking the Brukovic New England IPA. Um, this one here we're going to crack soon is the, uh, like, a watermelon whip beer. Yeah. And then this one is... It's a hoppy whip beer. Oh, a hoppy whip beer. Okay. And what other type of um, beers have you done? I, so far, I have a uh, Belgian Blonde. Okay. I have a Saison IPA. Which which should uh, should be coming back soon ish. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have a uh, well, the um, the base beer of these two, like mm-hmm. the two wit beer. There are uh, there's the Chacun Blanc. Yeah. Which is the basic beer for. Like the, the, yeah. these are both uh, Chacun Blanc, With but watermelon and what's is once is way more hoppy. Okay. Uh, there would be also which one. Uh, there's the Saison IPA with yep. pineapple and pepper that I did back then. Nice. And That's a good mix. Has there, beer, yeah, has there been other releases? I'm just trying to think. Uh, you did tell... There was something else I think uh, so you talk about. So that's pretty sick though. So you got like a, a range of stuff that you... like. A, is it mostly like... Um, like... Yeah, I mean, like Belgian style type I, uh, of things. That's from that. I use a lot of Belgian yeast. I love American hops and I love English malt. So it's bit of a mix. Bit of a mix of uh, everything I can find and uh, everything I like. I bring it together and yeah. Nice. Uh, I don't fit myself into one particular category. I right. I really like to fool around with stuff as you have seen. Yeah. Right. This is. Uh, I don't know. We've like do you, we've been joking. Well, sort of joking, but then kind of suddenly got serious about it. we have the, the lactose thing 
uh, that we talk about very, very often on Facebook. It's kind of calmed down a bit now, though. Yeah, it, people, it are less, uh, people are less salty it. about <laughs> it. Yeah, people are getting really serious about it. We're always joking and shit. Damn, but, uh, people, people took it way too serious. Um, and we were going to do like a joke. We we're trying to start a page, Facebook page, so you could get more likes. I was like, why don't we just do a lactose collab? And you're like, all right. And you brewed essentially a version of this beer we're drinking now. Is that right? With lactose? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a test batch because I I really wanted to see because yes, my approach sometimes when I try to create a beer I always try to like make it a challenge for me or some kind of experiment I want to have going on. So right. what I tried uh, was to make a uh, a brute uh, milkshake, uh, basically a brute milkshake uh, version of that beer, right. and uh, it went quite well because uh, I uh, I successfully dried out the beer so much that even after the lactose was added, I finished I think at like point three or point four plateaus. It's pretty so, low. Yeah, pretty low. So. Right. Uh, what, like, what did the lactose do? Because essentially it was the same sort of recipe, essentially, but with the lactose. So it's made it creamier or something? It's really weird because it was still really, really dry, but the only sugar left was, was like the, the lactose sugar. Right. Uh, I couldn't really tell you what exactly it did because uh, I'm into, into lactose, so I don't pick like lactose beer out of the shelf. You actually now. are, right? I wasn't uh, sure if you were joking. No, I'm actually lactose intolerant. So if, if I drink a lactose <laughs> beer, I'm going to have like That's stomach ache. And, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry to, sorry to uh, make you do that and then hopefully no didn't problem. make you upset. Make no, no, upset. no. No, it's cool. Okay. Are, we, are you genuinely, seriously considering doing that beer for real? Well, I mean, if I can get it to, um, if I if I can make a recipe I'm proud of, of course I'll do it, because because there's no convention about how you should brew beer no. or anything. I mean, if they are, fuck mm. them. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of fuck them, people really <laughs> started getting mad about this beer. The one yeah, it's really now. Funny. Like you, you were sort of aware of that. I feel like you're a shit stirrer online, which is funny. Like as in, like you purposely provoke people, and I find that hilarious. Yeah, but I, I, that that was uh, th I guess that was the purpose of the beer. Like, the people were like, how can you? How can this even be a thing? Like, yeah, but then when they get down to it, what's their experience? What what have I managed to do with that? And like. I to me it was a success and I like to provoke provoke a little bit people because then if you think uh, that everything is written in stones and that can be changed then uh, you're yeah not sure how to say it in English but you're you're staying still you're not advancing you're not yeah. trying things and even if some people don't like it then, uh, at least I I will have tried it and I think I've succeeded to uh, to bring something or experiment something. Make something out of it, so yeah, something new, something different. Yeah. Generate some talk. I was talking with um, with a few of the guys, like Noah, Noah from Beerism, and a few of the boys we talked to about this the other day, and it was something that like someone was. He sent me an article that his friend wrote about like predictions, and he was complaining about lactose in that. And I'm like, fuck, man, like stop, get over it. Like they're just saying, oh, I wish breweries would stop. Like how far can it go until beer is not beer anymore? And I'm like, shut up, just stop it, stop this, like. It makes me really angry that people um, take it way too seriously. Like, you know what? It's it's like I always compare it to hip hop. I'm not sure if you're into hip hop and understand how it changed, but like a little bit. It's like in the '90s it sounded a certain way, in the early 2000s it kind of changed, but not that much. In the last five to seven years or so, it really changed. And I'm been into it for a long time since the early '90s. So for me, I was like, what is this? Who are these young rappers that are like mumbling and like? 
using auto-tune and these weird beats. I'm like, this is trash. Like, this is not hip-hop. But I was getting mad about it and I was always writing about it online. Like, I was those angry beer people, but about rap music. And then one day I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, get over it. It's okay. When I listened to, when I was a kid, the people who grew up listening to hip-hop in the 80s probably thought it was garbage too. And my parents probably didn't understand it. So I didn't really, like, understand what, like, what I felt like, sorry, I did understand what these people are going through because I was that guy, but my life got better as soon as I stopped complaining. And I feel like with the beer people, it's not, it seems like, you know what? If you just want, want beer that tastes like beer, bro, look look around. How many yeah. are there? And yeah. how many lactose beers are there? Probably four. So is it really that much of a problem? Like, I think they blow it out of proportion so much. People complain so much about beer for some reason. Like, about anything. Like, people, are, people are like so stuck up with like their their way of thinking and their way of doing things. Yeah. I mean, you should embrace change. You should not fight it. It's it's coming, whether or not you like it. I mean, things are going to evolve. They're going to change. Yep. And even yourself, you're going to change. So yeah. And, and the things that you like aren't going anywhere. Like, to, to be dead honest, I don't go out a lot in Montreal because there's not many places that has the beers I like to drink. There's some amazing stuff here, but it's just not what I prefer to drink. Like if I go out, it's, I'll drink whatever's around, and it's always fantastic. But I would, I want hazy IPAs and stuff, and there's nothing here. So like, that's just me. But like, if for everybody else who like, you know, whatever barrel aged saisons and like stouts and pilsners, which I actually pilsners like, like craft pilsners are like my favorite right now. Which luckily they're pretty much everywhere. But there's all of those beers are still here. Like the lactose or pastry stouts or fruit things that people complain about aren't overtaking the classic style. So I just think people are, are like screaming like like everything's going crazy, but it's really not that bad. Yeah, but uh, in the end, I think when it, when it comes boiling down to those people saying, oh, it's, all, it's the only beer we're getting or anything, you only drink the new stuff. When you have plenty of good beers that's been there for a while and they're still there and yeah. you can still buy them and there are plenty of good choices, good classic so you can pick up and you can really like and they only see the new beers that comes out. But yeah. uh, the, the, I mean, that's what gets more I, uh, focus online. I yeah, that's where that's what we've uh, come down to, like uh, novelty brews or uh, novelty beers. So that's the only thing you, you hear about are those, uh, those new beers and you don't hear about the old stuff. But, there's plenty of good uh, good stuff. I mean, I can always pick some some beers I, I'd like to to drink. And for uh, for the lactose rant and anything, uh, I do it more mostly for fun. Yeah, no, I know you're totally joking and, around. And, I and I'm going with my gut. I mean, literally, I'm lactose. <laughs> literally, go with your gut, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't really know. I think you did say it, but sometimes because you because you jokes, we we all joke so much. I just wasn't yeah. sure at this point how serious anybody is anymore because we fuck around a lot. Um, yeah, totally. And I think even more so in Quebec. Like, you know, we're in Toronto a lot. And if you go to the LCBO, you're not really going to find, you maybe at a good LCBO, there's one milkshake IPA at most. But like, you got to go to the breweries to find those things. It's like, you, like, I feel like everyone acts as if this whole fridge is lactose and there's like three pilsners or something. Like, it's not, that's not how it is. It's not how it is in Toronto, Ontario. Like, it's not how it is in Vermont. Like, they're there and they're the new releases, like you said. That's what people, people always talk about what's yeah. new. The classics don't always get talk, spoken about, and that's just how life is. <clears throat> so it's like, I don't know, I wish people would get over it, and I applaud you for like pushing buttons a bit and, and also trying something that is weird and new and fun, and it could have worked, might not have worked. 
Yeah, I, know, I think it did work. I, I'm good with doing stuff as long as there's a purpose of doing it. No. I'm a, I mean, I won't put... I won't put chicken nuggets in my uh, in my beer just to put chicken nuggets. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah but for me, uh, there, there's need to be an intent. So for me, with this one, was to see how the dryness could be comp- compensated with right. the uh, with the grains I choose, like the oats, like, like I said earlier. So. Uh, how, far, how far can you push the dryness and still have the mouthfeel of it? So that yeah. was a purpose. I mean, if, if you have a purpose in brewing a beer and there's like a technical or something, a challenge behind it mm-hmm. that you want to uh, succeed or achieve, that's good. Yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah, that, it, has, it has its own purpose. It's, if it's only a marketing stunt or something, maybe I won't buy it. <laughs> right. I will probably, I probably won't diss it on the internet yeah. because that's that's not what I do. I, I mean, you can do your choices for your business and I'll do mine and I'll respect that. As long yeah. as you respect my choices, I'll respect yours. You do yeah. whatever you want. But for me, a beer has its purpose as long as it's trying to achieve something. I like that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, which one we want to do next, man? Do you, you want to still try, uh, stay in the Kvike uh, IP? I've, uh, yeah, I've one from uh, Epitaph right here. Uh, it's uh, Jean-Philippe Barbeau that does these one, okay. and it's like Vike IPA, so we could see how it compares yeah. to, uh, to mine, and then we'll get in the wit beers. Then we'll get to that. So this is, sorry, Epitaph is a, a new brewery? Yeah, it's a, I think they've released one product so far, which was, uh, what was it, a Scotch Ale in, uh, in Isle, Isle, um, oh, they Isle like Barrel. Oh, they have like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his actual beer called? This oh, one, no, right this in. one, yeah, is uh, Vic- wow, that's a interesting one. Interesting. Maybe uh, it's like Norwegian or something, like the yeast. Not Love. sure. I, it's it's a rock actually. Oh yeah. And epitaph means tombstone. Oh, of course it does. That's so I'm not sure if they are both related or something, but. So is this also like a New England style? Because it looks hazy. Um, looks hazy, but I think on the uh, on the label it's just uh, labeled as IPA. Six okay. percent. Says it says beaucoup trop, which is like like a lot too much. Yeah, beaucoup trop, yeah. de blanc, blanc. All right. Well, didn't work. That it looked good for a bit. Smells like someone else. Can in here. It's actually kind of similar to yours. Yeah. It's like it's like a little. It's a little bit less like um, fruit. Let's take a picture. Yeah, it's a little bit fr- less fruity. Yeah, a little bit less fruity. Um, similar, similar. Grassy notes, though. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's quite young. I think they received it uh, this morning. Oh wow, it's that new, eh? Mm. Yeah, it's kind of dry. Dust a bit, like not like yours, like a brute. Like no, a, it's right. I'm not sure what. Dry in a different way. Like it's not that champagne dry. It's like the. Um, like like that dusty sort of New England IPA dryness. Yeah, not sure what yeast he used, but um, the one I've used, the Kvike one, didn't didn't dry the beer so much. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of got that like, I don't know how to describe it, it's this weird flavor that's from the Kvike, like unique flavor. Yeah, like a, a slight funkiness. Yeah. So, some people, uh, when I was sampling the uh, the uh, Brut Vite Nipa, uh, were telling me they found this funkiness, but to me, I didn't find it that funky because I'm a big Saison fan. So for me, funk so is like, uh, like fennels uh, all the way and like right, so you didn't some like... bread and everything. But So uh, I didn't get that as much, but 
Yeah, maybe I'm getting it more in this one. In this one. Maybe because you've got the dry, the actual brute style in there, maybe the additional elements there are drying it out more. It's solid, but it's definitely, yeah, definitely it's nice. similar. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Good job. Um, no, I love it. Okay, what else we want to, was I going to go next? I, I forgot, but that, that is good. So you know this dude as well. He's like a... Yeah, he's a veteran brewer he's right. on the scene in Quebec. And this is his new brewery then? Which yeah, his new project. Uh, project. He's yeah. also contract brewing, but uh, for uh, he's uh, working at La Gabière. Okay. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Saint Jean sur le Richard. That's where they do it. Yeah. Actually, I had a question for you about that. Um, so one thing that comes up a lot on the podcast, for better or worse, is contract brewing. People in uh, Ontario specifically are a little upset in general. They don't really like it a lot of the time. Um, you absolutely have an aim to own your own facility and operate yeah. your own facility. That's the whole reason you're contract brewing, to build a brand, to leverage into a physical place. Yeah, of course, uh, okay. that's the ultimate goal. I'm not a big fan of like uh, putting my house on the line and like getting a huge loan like just to open my brewery. So I'm really trying to uh, to build my brand uh, while, meanwhile, I'm building my capital. So right. when, I, when I'm gonna open my brewery, it won't be on like, 90% loans. Right. It, it's gonna be like with some car, uh, some cash that I've. So I'll bootstrap the, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, like, sell your product and keep that money. Yeah. Reinvest into the business. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, since I'm contract brewing, I mean, I don't have to do that all day long, 40 hours a week. It still leave me some time for me, so I, I can still work and pile money aside. Uh, gotcha. While uh, having the business making money as well, so. That's the plan, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure why so many people get mad at uh, at this way of doing business because at the end of the day, it's not a new way of doing things. So when yeah. you open up your brewery and when you uh, decided you wanted to go with big loans and everything and finance everything in your brewery, I mean, it's like it, it's not like it's a new thing that just appeared uh, this morning. Right. Many of these people complaining have opened breweries in the last two, three, five years or whatever. Uh, it, w it was still there, people were still contract brewing, and I feel like their arguments oftentimes are uh, are not really uh, logical because they're saying like, yeah, you come here and you put your beers on the on the shelves and then uh, you take sales from us that have big loans and everything and that we really worked hard to do it. I mean, I, I've got, I've made three beers since uh, June, since June or something. Nice, so. yeah, right. What shelf space am I taking? I'm, yeah. I'm taking none, virtually none. And you have some breweries that, at the end of the month, just want to pay their bills and they just fill up the shelves. Right. We have a sell volume. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, at the end of the day, I respect what they're doing, but respect you too. Yeah. That, that's, in my opinion, if you rant about something, it's because you're not, you're not satisfied with the choice you've made in life. Uh, if for you some was what something else if somebody else what somebody else is doing makes you feel bad is because you've not took you didn't took the the good choices right about it or you do not feel good about what choices you've made interesting point yeah I think that's pretty pretty true and the funny thing was like I'm not gonna, I don't want to say names for Quebec people like I've seen you like debate or argue whatever with some people that I know own breweries. I can, I'm looking at one of their beers right now, and like they're actually like the, I remember one of them said to you like, "Come and talk to me." Well, it's all in French, so I always have to figure it out. But it's like, <laughs> "Come and talk to me when you open a place." Yeah. Also, I mean, like you were making the joke. I could tell you were being a smartass a little bit, but like 
it started to, I was like, oh, this is kind of almost like disrespectful now. I'm like, so these people like actually. Well, I mean, uh, like, cause uh, I, you, I, don't, I don't take it personal. I mean, I always laugh when I see some people acting like that because uh, at the end of the day, I understand these people are passionate more than business people. Yeah, they're really so passionate true. about beer, but they're not necessarily people that are business people. So maybe they don't see it the way they should, and yeah. maybe that's impacting them in their life or their way of seeing things. But at the end of the day, it's not because they're bad people. They're maybe no, just no, no. not business people, and they, didn't, they don't see things as they should see it. Right. I mean, business is as it is. You, you won't change it by complaining. Now deal with it and make sure your business runs as it should. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't take it personal with them, even if they like to do it sometimes. Uh, it's not that often. I mean, we talk about it like yeah, if it's what is. No, it, I mean, wasn't it, it often, happens. To be fair, yeah. It happens sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so it's not not that crazy. It's, it's always so fascinating to me that you you are exactly right, though. That it's a lot of people in beer. I notice at, at the end of the day, beer is an art. It's a science, but it's an art, and when, with art comes passion. Yeah, and I notice that in music that people are so passionate. That's why I was so passionate because this music meant so much to me my whole life. And all of a sudden they changed it and everything's so different now. I was like, what is going on here? Like, this is trash. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be because I'm passionate about it. And once I realized, oh, things just change. And then I'm like, oh, that's not for me. You can enjoy that because there's all of this for me. Yep. So I'm good. And I guess it's kind of like the same thing as people are like passionate. No, when you own, when you make beer, you have to own the facility and that's, their point of view and that's probably never going to change yeah and like if uh, funniest uh, two quite funny things i i even had people that were not even breweries owner coming and ranting about it so really? first that's funny you're not owner why so, the fuck do you even care yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what skin do you have in it yeah i uh, second thing i just lost it oh bad might come back not brewery owns, yeah no yeah. i see that too that that's, that's i guess what i was saying before that i feel like yes in everything people are opinionated but i find it with the uh extremely opinionated like to the point like disrespectful opinionated but then you know what so is everything it's probably not fair I just find people like I find it so well is it people that are disrespectful or just people Sometimes. on uh, social network just because oh I, no I social network that. no yeah. one's disrespectful in person I know no everyone, one, no one there in person no no everyone's so nice in, in person yeah even people who wait my gut in person are, like, are going to be nice, nice yeah to totally right yeah. and they'll go and talk shit later which I find the same with us all the time you know, I know that very well but it's like, I just find it so, I always found it so strange that I, I, I use beer as like an escape from everything else. I do, we have a business, which is serious and takes up a lot of our time. We do music and music is always full of drama, all this type of stuff. So when this podcast and all the stuff around it got serious, like beer was just, I didn't care. That's why we didn't care about it. We were swearing so much and all this other stuff. And then when it got serious, then I, I see all the exact same problems and drama in beer than with everything else. I'm like, Guys, we're getting drunk, like, and we're arguing about how you get drunk. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, you like lactose? Cool, I don't, fine. Like, then let's just, I'll drink the lactose and you don't, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just don't understand. I, that, that was probably what I can't reconcile, was it's just beer. Like, beer is amazing and it's important to me, but I just don't understand why, why people would take it that serious. Well, but, yeah. In my opinion, it's even more funny if people get serious into it because then <laughs> yeah, you just so. get to make way more fun of it. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I totally It's just fucking beer. It's just fucking beer. Yeah, it's always just so ridiculous. But hey, man, I find at the end of the day, like the, the, pe the people who sort of think 
a similar way like you end up attracting each other anyway and you end up kind of talking and hanging out like even if you want to like I don't I know we kind of met through Noah I yeah. guess right yeah so even like Noah and I agree on a lot of things we disagree on also a lot of things he's been in it longer in a serious way so he's more of a purist he's a little bit like a few years older than me as well so like I can understand but it's funny we're having like big like not arguments but texts and he's like let's just talk about this in person because when we're in person <laughs> like we're just we're just talking normal yeah. but we're on text we start getting aggressive it's like a joke aggressive but he's like this isn't going nowhere let's just talk in person <laughs> like it's like it's just funny maybe like I'm guilty of it too and not even knowing it's always interesting just to We probably it. all do it to a certain extent. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess because you are passionate about it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting stuff to talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll wrap this one up and then we'll see what else is going on. So while we're finishing this beer, what sort of stuff, aside from the lactose beer, uh, what other sort of stuff are you, I don't know if you want to say it, but like, are you looking to brew next? Do you have some ideas or that you want to I, say? Or? I will definitely uh, bring out some saison a little bit more. Uh, it's like really what I like the most, the saison. And I I didn't brew a lot since I started the brewery. So uh, during the next year, of course, I'm gonna put out a, a lot more saison. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, we could also see some aluminium mixed in that. Nice, so I think of, uh, right now, for those listening, we have three bottles uh, that you have, and uh, you currently have not done any cans. I've not done any cans yet. Uh, but I think going forward and uh, during the summer, it's a big selling point, uh, the cans, because when people go to the beach, they can bring bottles and everything. So it's way more convenient. Uh, the, the big uh, the big no-go for me so far with the cans, what I cannot put as many carbonation in these beer as I want. Why? Oh, because it would explode the it cans. It would explode the cans. But I think I'll just deal with it. And it's probably just me that like my beer way like too really much carbonation. <laughs> So you got to balance that out. Yeah, cans would definitely be interesting to do that. Are you going to um, have a, what do you want to call it, like a flagship product that's always around? Or do you have something or is it going to be always rotating? Yeah, I think uh, I think the IPAs will probably be my flagship beers. Like right. this like one and the, and the Saison IPA will probably be uh, the most often on the shelves. Uh, but again, that's a... Uh, a it cons- not a concern, but uh, to see how like whatever happens. Like you don't, you're not trying to keep one beer all year round. Well, by by doing contract brewing, sometimes I have to make choices. Uh, if I know I'm gonna brew a beer and the next one is gonna be in a month or two, I've gotta make choice with that. So I don't have like a precise plan. I'm I just deal with the sales and see how it goes. I guess. Right, and will you let the sales dictate what you make? So say well, if this could be New England, whatever, if this is like super popular, will you be like, well, I need to make more of that? Is that how that's going to go or how do you approach it? Uh, well, when when it's if it sells out super quickly, I'll brew another batch uh, after Pretty that. After. I just don't want to rebrew the same beer when there's still some on the shelves. Gotcha. So, so far that's my, so my we, way of doing things. Okay. So there'll always be a bit of a gap, maybe. So you'll wait till it sells out, then... Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not bad if people are expecting your beer to come back. That's true. That is a good point, right? And keep them yeah. wanting stuff. Um, would you do any, like, stouts or any, like, sort of heavy uh, winter beers, dark beers or anything like that? Or is that not really your thing? I would at some point, but I think, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, uh, I like beer that 
are really drinkable, really refreshing. I think you've seen it, you've tasted almost all my beers. Yes. Uh, it's always pretty dry, pretty refreshing. Uh, not so high ABV. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I tend to stay under 7%. Okay. I could do some, but so far with the the, the beers I want, I do the beers I want to, to, drink. Uh, to, to drink and to come out because I don't produce that much beer, as I was saying, it's yeah. once every month. So I really do what I want to do right now. Uh, maybe w when I'll have a little bit more production volume, I'll, I'll do more winter style. But right now it's almost too late for me to do it because we're going to... Uh, for the season, you're going to move into spring and then... Yeah, exactly. So I'm already starting to plan uh, spring and summer uh, for my next beer. So maybe not this year, maybe next year. I never know. See how it goes. That's the beauty of contract brewing. Do whatever you want. I guess I, well, well, it was sarcastic. I mean, <laughs> you get you got to take things out to come. You yeah. know, you're not uh, you're not the boss on board. You have uh, yeah, always to uh, to go through to your, work around uh, what they're doing. Work around what they're doing and uh, live with it. Technically, you could always. I've, I know breweries. I've spoken to breweries that brew out of multiple uh, locations. Well, I knew one that did that a lot here in Quebec, and now they've settled. Uh, <laughs> they've settled at one, one place. place. Yeah. yeah, I guess it is probably annoying, but if there's like you've only got limited capacity in one place, and you like working with them, be like, oh, I really want to do this other beer. I'm going to go here for this one. Yeah, um, like I on a case by case basis. I could do that, but where it bugs me is if I were to do that and have multiple distributors for my beer. For example, oh, there's this latest hue, it's with uh, Derby, and then I do something else elsewhere, and it's with uh, Bucky Distribution, and there, I mean, for, for a customer, it's not much of a big deal, but for my point of sales, having to deal with multiple multiple distributors for they're gonna be like, why are you on this list and on this list? Yeah, and then are they gonna get lost with that? So that's where it itches for me, like to uh, brew at multiple places. To keep that, gotcha. Um, one last, as we, let's open the next one then. Um, I did have another question I forgot to ask before. Go, go ahead. Do you have a team? Like, who does your sales? Like, is, it, is it just a one-man show? Like, you do the brewing, you do the sales? Like, how does that work? Well, how it actually works uh, for the brewing part, we're going to clear that out because uh, a lot of people who rant about contract brewing like uh, pointed out usually. Um, as a contract brewer, I'm not allowed to work in the brewery I make my beer at. Yes. So their staff have to take that under control. So I'm not brewing my beers. I'm there while they brew it. Just to make sure. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I design the recipes. I scale my recipes up to their equipment. Yep. And I do uh, all that, like, like pre-work. But during the brew days, it's their staff that got to do it. Because if I That's were to... That's the legal to, requirement. If I were to do it, it wouldn't be legal. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and for uh, distribution, I, uh, I have to uh, work through their channels. So uh, they, are, uh, they have distribution through DRB and Transbou. Uh, That's who you use, the two different I, ones? I don't use Transbook. Oh, uh, okay. I guess I don't have the volume. I never yeah, had a right, clear. Yeah. I never had a clear answer from them, but I just had no answer. But I think I don't have the volume because they have like 800 point of sales. Gotcha. And I make about 300 cases of beer, so I wouldn't cover all of their uh, point of sales. So that's my theory, but uh, yeah, I'm with Derby. And okay. they handle the sales. I also have a mailing list of my uh, customer that uh, have been with me a long time for, for quite some time. Every time you have a new one, you blast it out. Hey guys, yeah, exactly. new beer, let new me know. Beer. Do they order via, actually this is probably a good question because we never got into this before. How do people order? Do you, do they order via email? 
It's um, do you or so do you know or do you just rock up and it's hey, mostly via email. Okay, cool. And it goes through uh, the RB, my distributor. So you they order to you, then you tell the distributor. Or no, they, order, they, they, order they the usually go straight to the distributor. Sometimes I receive some emails or some uh, request for uh, for ordering beer, and I just follow it follow up to my to it, yeah. yeah. So the email list that you blast out, as opposed to your distributor having to do it, because it's personalized, you're like, hey guys, I got this new beer, just go contact the distributor if you'd like to order exactly. it. Exactly. Or do you, okay, that's that's very cool, I never thought about that. And then do you do, like you mentioned before, you've done tastings yeah. here. Yeah. Is that something that you organize with the individual stores or does the distributor organize it? I, uh, all by myself. So you have relationships with some yeah. of the stores or all yeah, of the stores? Yeah, and some stores, like, sometimes they'll be, hey, your stock doesn't move that much here, and it's normal. I mean, there's so many choices, so I'll just set up a date with them, and, uh, well, I'll go do a sampling with you. And most of the time, what, what is really funny is just a matter of putting it between people's hands. And then they're because, like, oh, like, okay. It's all super drinkable, my yeah. course. That's the point. Uh, I mean, I like to drink all day long, so I need something that's so, drinkable. <laughs> sessionable. <laughs> um, speaking of drinking all day long, which one are we going to do next? Uh, uh, your choice. Which? What's the good... Oh, oh, I'm in charge? Oh, shit. You're in charge. Right. So basically, we have the hoppy version and the watermelon version. Yeah, exactly. Which one... Oh, four point... Okay, the nice and light. Which one's, like, sort of stronger flavor? Which one's all... Maybe we end Not on sure. the it's, it's been quite a while, but I guess the houblon would be uh, more, uh, more, more strong. Okay. Maybe we'll do the watermelon. Was this the one that I brought, or is this a different one? Oh, this is a uh, new this one. Is, right, this is the one I brought. The one you brought. Okay. Is it a newer batch than my batch? The no. one that I had? No, no. same batch. Yeah. So I kept that cold the whole time. Um, oof. So I had this. When did you brew this? Uh, I was uh, end of. Uh, August? Was it? No, beginning uh, of August. July twenty yeah. sixth. Yeah. Might not be finished with you there. I didn't. I didn't uh... So with the so this is a watermelon whip beer. Yeah. Bam. Um, now this one is uh, watermelon is such a fantastic. Oh, not watermelon, just melon. Melon, yeah, because uh, I, I also use cantaloupe in it. Yeah, it's not uh, only in, uh, watermelon because watermelon is uh, very subtle. It very, it's very subtle, so I put uh, cantaloupe in it to give it a kick and uh, yeah. So it's like I feel like the, the fruity flavor. So you told me this that this particular beer, the watermelon, is sticks around. It's really good. It's been a long time since I had one. I like. Oh it. yeah. Nice. The fruitiness really came out. It's very <laughs> weird looking at snow, like it's actually snowing today. <laughs> and drinking, and drinking a fruity watermelon uh, whip beer. Yeah, the watermelon was very mm. subtle in the back. You said to keep it cold. Yeah. And then as it warms, the watermelon gets stronger. Is that right? It came yeah. out really nice. Oh, wow. And I, I forgot, I think when I did the video on it, mm. I forgot that you mentioned cantaloupe. Yeah, and next year I'll put some honey uh, doing it. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Do you know why I kept thinking watermelon? Because of the label, it's you know yeah, red, I mean, uh, red with the seed. So I was like, oh yeah, but then it got the blue here. I, I mean, the green. I kind of cheated here because uh, like watermelon is like most people like it, but yeah. I found out that cantaloupe. Uh, there's a lot of people not really liking it, but oh, so my, you don't want to talk about it too much. Uh, yeah, I don't want to advertise it too much because it's still fermented cantaloupe. So right. usually you don't you drink it and it they like say, oh yeah, it's cantaloupe. Yeah, there's no way. But if I, I, wouldn't have if I were to put it on the label, maybe people would expect it and 
really not like it. If you get to read the description, it's written there, of course. Yeah. But uh, if you just look at the label, uh, I want it to be more inclusive. So. Right. No, it definitely reminded me of yeah. Every time I think about this, I'm like yeah, the watermelon one. Yeah. So I do forget. But this is great, nice and refreshing. Yeah, but you still get more. Uh, to me, I get more watermelon feeling to mm. it than a uh, cantaloupe feel. I think it's more. That's in the. It's in. Do you use like the the uh, the, the orange cantaloupe, right? Not the honeydew. No, the but ne rock. next year I'll put some honeydew in. As well, or yeah. instead of. As well. As well. Honeydew's a bomb as well. I think, yeah, they're really good. No, really yeah, good. melon's a good good thing in beer. I don't know, like, I don't know too many people who don't like it. Like, cantaloupe is lit. Yeah, yeah but it's hard to work with. I, I guess think that's, that's why we don't have many. Flavor. Yeah. Hard yeah. to work with in beer to get the flavors or just an annoying product? Because it's messy or something. No, 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 no. It's, it's easy to incorporate in beer, oh, but to get the, the flavor you want, right. uh, we, uh, we, we coarsely grind it, if you will. Coarsely grind it? So yeah, it's like, like yeah, smashing yeah. it. Well, it's a. We have to peel it. Yeah, we peel it by hand with uh, knives. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Well, it's actually not that bad. I think there was about 80, like, 80 fruits. I thought Took us about uh, two hours. That's okay. Yeah, no, it's really not I've that bad. I've seen some people do, uh, like, they bring in, like, all right, friends and family, I'll give you beer all day, come in and help us peel yeah. these fruits. I but see it all the time. Since it's really watery fruit, it crushed, it crushed really nice, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was really easy to... Uh, watermelon too, right? They're both very yeah. water-dense yeah. fruits, and you can just, once you crush them... So you're actually using the whole fruit, this is not so Well, not we take off the peel. Of course, but you use but the whole guts, like the actual... Yeah, there's no artificial no flavor. No artificial. No, no, no. It definitely tastes uh, very real, which I quite yeah. like. This it's is really good, nice. To be honest, you know what? I found that, right, like, I, don't re I haven't been enjoying Whitby as much for some reason. We, once we get, we'll get to it shortly, the um, lightning round. And there's one question on there that's like, what's your least favorite style? And a lot of brewers have said, whip beers over the last part. And I'm like, why would one not why? like whip beer? So coriander I'm, is so good. Uh, coriander, yeah, coriander, it's, it's yeah. the... Yeah, the, the green, green stuff, yeah. coriander, yeah, same thing. No, so but like, you, you guys in English, it's, it's not true as well, but that's the least oh. part, right? I think it's coriander the, I think would it's be a, the seeds. And cilantro would be the, the leaf, right? Do you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. But in French, it's the same word for us. Yeah, so that's probably why I'm confused because we live here, so I'm always now the French some things. I just know what the French word is because I don't even know the English anymore. Isn't that funny when that happens? Mm -hmm. We don't really speak French, but like sometimes you just know the French. You know, I'm like, I'm like, what's the English word for that again? Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But yeah, coriander referred to the seeds usually in English and cilantro to the leaves. But then I think we call, yeah, because we call it cilantro. In Australia, it's called coriander. In Canada, they call it coriander, uh, cilantro. Another funny one, speaking of that. So, uh, roquette here. I was thinking about roquette. Right. Roquette? Roquette, you know the leaves? Like the, the thing that... No, 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 roquette, the, like arugula. Ah, oh, la raquette, okay. Right. Like so, raquette in French, not in English. Yeah, in French, sorry. <laughs> so the funny thing is, in... Canada, it's called arugula. It's like a, if you don't know what it is, I know it's like a lettuce, I guess, like a little. Yeah, no, it's cool. I really, I really dig in it. It's French, nice stuff. Yeah, it's really great, right? In French, it's rocket with a Q U E. Yeah. In Australia, it's called rocket. They just call it rocket, which is ridiculous. It's a, it's a lettuce. But then, yeah, and then I came over here and I had to remember the way we call it coriander now. Cilantro here, we call them capsicum. They call them bell peppers here. So like I'm dealing with the Australian and North American words and then the French words, right? I forget shit all the time. It's a lot. I'm too old for this. 
Um, yeah, no, dudes were saying they don't like whip beers. I was like, what the fuck do you like whip beers for? And then I found myself not liking whip beers much recently, with the exception of something like this with the fruit. I, I love fruit, like in pretty much all fruits and in, in beers. And maybe I don't like, um, see, there's a difference between a wit and like a blanche or like a, a, a German. Well, yeah, blanche can beer. refer to the. Uh the Hefeweizen, uh, is, is that how we call it? German uh, yeah. Hefeweizen? Yeah, yeah, then you get really the, the banana feel to I don't it. Like that. And yeah, I know. I don't dig so the banana. Wit is different. So, a wit yeah, is a Belgian wit. wheat beer. Yeah, Belgian white. And what is the uh, difference between a wit and a wheat beer that I'm talking about with the coriander, with the uh, banana? Yeah, uh, Belgian, you would get the spice, so the coriander uh, seeds and uh, the uh, usually orange peels in it. Okay. But in mine, I put uh, lemon peels. Nice. See, this balances out. So that's what it is then. This is what I'm realizing. I'm glad we had this conversation because the other day I've been having some wheat, like like what would be considered a bit, one of the banana beans, like a Hefeweizen or whatever. I'm like, I don't really like this. Why am I not liking this now? And I think it's just that banana. I just, I don't, it started to bother me. And I've had, maybe because I've heard so many, you know, very talented brewers be like, no, I don't like that. Also, maybe in my head it got to me eventually. I'm like, no, like, I don't like this now. Um, and the wit though, I do like, so. I felt like I used to put them all in one yeah. little basket, which is not fair because they are very different uh, beers. Yeah, but uh, I really like wheat beers because of uh, the spice, like the coriander spice to mm. it. I really like it. Mine is not such a conventional wheat beer. I mean, I use a Trappist uh, yeast in it, not like your typical wheat beer yeast. Right. And uh, it's more I, interesting. I, I I tend to go quite heavy on the coriander. Yeah. For that, so coriander seeds, not coriander like. Uh, yeah, and that's cilantro. So it's like, yeah, it's almost like a little bit bitter or something. It's like a little yeah, bit of the mild lemon, bitterness or something. Lemon would bring that like, it's like just, mild it's, lim- uh, it's, inter- it's a nice uh, melange of flavors, I guess, that I, that I like. And also my grain are uh, not what grain you would milk. find in your uh, typical wheat beer. No, what's it, what is it? It's uh, Marisader uh, grains. Marisader, nice. So, yeah, yeah English that's totally not in that. Nice. No, no, it's Marisada's way off. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, you know what? I think we should start the lightning round, and then we'll, during that, we'll get to the uh, other one. So, are you familiar with this at all? With the lightning round? No. No? Quick questions. They're supposed to be quick answers. It's not going to be quick answers, because they're never quick answers. I'll only give you a word. You could do that. That would be fun. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure beer? A beer that you enjoy that you would be embarrassed to admit to a beer nerd that you like? I'm not embarrassed by my my beer uh, beer I enjoy. Okay. No, I mean, well, I... Something that you feel guilty for drinking at all? I don't feel guilty like, when I'm drinking. Like a, like, <laughs> I'm drinking, I'm having fun, whatever. Like but a macro or something? I'll, be, I'll buy macro if I'm going with my non-beer-loving uh, friend and just want to get messed up and everything and I don't want to bring 70 bucks of beers or 100 dollars of beers I'll just buy a 12 packet like whatever the price it is like it's what 12 or 13 dollars yeah, yeah. each Pretty I'll cheap. just buy a 12 packet if we're to play beer pong I'll just bring cheap beer as far like what, what would so be it what sort of beer would you say what would be your, anything your favorite? usually I tend to go to the crappiest beer I can find okay if if I'm to drink crap beer I'll by the crappy, yeah, the worst old Milwaukee or something. Oh gosh, yeah, all right. <laughs> no one said that yet. Old Milwaukee, okay. Um, the beer you would decline under any circumstances you go to a barbecue, someone okay. offers you a beer, and you're like, 
I won't get personal and name uh, any brewery, but uh, I'm really having some trouble with really sweet beers. Sweet ones, okay. Yeah, so like some really sweet breweries on the south shore of Montreal. Like, it makes them, uh, <laughs> makes the sweet stuff. That likes to make some sweet stuff with some artificial flavors or something. I think I know what you're I don't dig it. Yeah, okay. uh, maybe if, I, if I'm offered a little glass in a festival because I know someone that's serving there, I'll take it, but I won't take it full. A full thing. Yeah, just, just announce. Just announce. Yeah. Um, what was your gateway beer? What was the beer that uh, got you into craft beer? I would have to say it would be uh, Brassard du Monde. They used to make like, okay, what, what was it, what was it called? The uppercut or something? It was like a grenade with a oh, uh, a uh, blonier or something. Why uh, or something like that? The Brassard du Monde. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, yeah. It's in the supermarket. I, I really digged it because it was the double really... IPA. Yeah. It was a double IPA, it's like five something percent. It's very strange. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but it's really strong bitter taste. Okay. And like uh, like anyone who starts in beer, I guess, when you get to some really oppy beers, you like you can understand what you're drinking. Oh, it's harsh. Right, it's so it's, so it's so bitter. And that's what got me into uh, into craft beer. Craft really, beer. really bitter beers because I could understand what was going on. Uh, now things have changed. Of course. I like more subtle. Yeah. yeah, nuance and everything, but yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite beer style? Saison. Saison? Farmhouse. It's overall. Saison. As a whole. Yeah, yeah, that works. Uh, least favorite beer style. Doesn't mean you hate it, but maybe like you're, uh, you'd be not, you know, inside. It's a tough one, eh? Uh, well, I would say, I would say stout and porter off season. Gotcha. So I it's really July, you're not going to be having a 13% imperial stout. Exactly, but I might have a uh, Saint Ambroise uh, oatmeal like, oh, stout. Right, because it's a crusher. Yeah, really like a cold. Dry... Two feet in the pool. Yeah, yeah. You crack, you crack one or six. One, one or six. <laughs> do you know who does like that? Noah. Noah loves big. He goes. Cause he's talking. To, I was talking to him over the summer. And he's like, he loves sitting in his cold basement, drinking, like. 10 plus percent. Well, but stuff. that's cheating. He's in the basement. It's cold, right? Yeah. Sit outside, Noah. Noah. I know you're listening. Fucking Noah. Um, what is your favorite beer, city, destination, or country? Where do you like to go for beer? Where I would like to go, where I like to go. Uh, the, uh, the the latter. Where do you like to go? And you could also say where uh, well, you I, would like to go too. I, I would really like to go to Belgium. Uh, but, matter of fact, I'm not a big. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't know really much the international beer scene. Uh, my scene is pretty much Quebec. I know okay. uh, the beers I know are mostly here in Quebec. I know a little bit of things that are outside of uh, the, of Quebec, but uh, not that mostly much. There. Okay, but, fair uh, enough. Yeah, I, I would really dig a uh, a trip to Belgium. That would be that would be lit. I haven't been in. Yeah, since I, I really like like all saisons, farmhouse and sours and everything would be a nice trip. Uh, what is the first beer you ever brewed? First beer I ever brewed would be a pale ale, I guess. Oh. Pale ale from um, Fiesta Brew. Oh, one of the like a yeah, they, like, like their beer, uh, beer in a box. Beer in a box that you just put in uh, the, the carboy. Oh, the liquid, the liquid, liquid form. Yeah, <laughs> you just pour it, uh, throw the uh, the yeast in. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, I, I found it cool because when I went to the homebrew shop, they were like, 
oh, if you want to start brewing, maybe you should get that and just like Test get to out. know the uh, the cleaning and sanitizing part of it and like the fermentation part of it. And I was like, hey, yeah, you know what? That's Smart. not crazy. Yeah. So I went with that. It was a pale ale. I really dig it. And second time I brewed, it was all green. Yeah. All right. That's not messing around, actually. That's no. the second straight. First, you're like, nope, all the way out. I like that. Uh, favorite and least favorite styles to brew? To brew? I know there's certain grains that get stuck in the mash. I well, I did brew a beer a few weeks ago, and I didn't have any rye sauce left, so I was like, what the hell, I'll still roll with it. And there was a lot of uh, rye and wheat. Oh, the rye is the worst. Oh, and the wheat bag too. Yeah, so, so together that would have been. I like... stocked mash, and I had really a lot of trouble with. But uh, there's not really styles that I don't really like to brew. I okay. mean, a brew day is a brew day. It is what it is. Day. Yeah. To some are slightly more annoying than others, or barely. Well, it's not. It does not depends on the beer style. It depends on how much you have to clean up afterwards. <laughs> it's all about that. Um, what's the worst beer you've ever made? Worst beer I've ever made, I'm, I don't remember the style, but it got really infected. Okay. Tastes like, um, sucks after uh, a lot of sports. Yeah, it smelled like that, and it was really, yeah, astringent. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, what music do you listen to when you brew? When I brew, uh, I listen to a bit of techno, a bit of Primus. Primus, wow. Yeah. South Park theme song, that's all I know from them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm not a big music fan. No. I like to put some when I brew, but I'll, some rap sometimes as nice. well. Yeah. Like Quebec rap or just no, American? no, 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 American. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite rapper? I don't really have any. Okay. I what, just like uh, it's not. Or oh, is it just like random hip hop? Random that I can find. Like, uh, like I tend more playlist. on gangster rap. Yeah. I take you for a gangster rap kind of guy. <laughs> You're kind of thugging out here. Uh, what's your favorite hop? My favorite hop? Oh, good one. Yeah, it's a big one. Big one. Was it you who was telling me about the Citra trick? No, it wasn't you. Sorry, someone was telling me recently about how you can like, like, like a lot of the, um, the hops that are uh, patented. Yeah, are, it's just are, a breed of two hops. So yeah, you can so you can just put those two hops in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not me that told you that, but yeah. It wasn't you. Some, yeah. Someone who looks like you, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone looks like you. I, my favorite op. Oh, gosh. Saz. Oh. Hands Republic down. Hands down. I don't know what took me so long. That's right. It's, uh, you've, you've had a few whip beers. Yeah. Um, what does your family think of your job? My mom doesn't like beer. That's a shame. So... But uh, no, I think pretty much everybody is uh, is cool with it. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, they like seeing me do what I want to do. Okay. I like that. And the key question: What is your favorite adjunct? The answer is lactose. Tell me what it is. Lactate. <laughs> <laughs> if you take, if you drink, does it does it fix everything? Like if you have a lactate, I, I'm not sure. After? It's it's really expensive. These stuff. I think like the little packs are like 30 or 40 bucks and what is it like powder no it's pills it's, it's just pills. Uh, actually uh, it's just enzymes because things Balances with uh, the stomach with uh, lactose sensor in people is just that we don't produce any um, 
many enzymes to break lactose up. So what ends up happening is the bacteria in your gut ends up digesting the lactose. Hmm. So they produce gas, and you can understand what happens after. Oh yeah, I can. uh, can You don't break down the lactose because you're not able to, so the bacteria in in your gut. And the pills break it down for you. Yeah, exactly. It's just like enzymes that break down lactose, yeah. That's interesting. So you're gonna need a lot of those. I wonder if you could make a lactose uh, IPA with lactate built in. Well, no, because uh, lactate would break up the lactose. Uh, Maybe you could do it in a brew pub environment that you can keep the beer super cold at every time. So the the enzyme is like turned off or something like, yeah. Okay. Disabled. You should figure that out. And uh, final beer, that's the end of the lightning round. Uh, The final beer is the uh, Chacon Hublon, wheat beer. 4.6%, 4.6%, so this is the same as the last beer, but with hops. Yeah, and a slight difference in the uh, ABV, of course. Yes, 4.6, yeah. so that was 5.1. Yeah. Well, if I can get Cheers. in here. Definitely a difference. Um, it's got that uh, that nice, like, it's got, like, I was gonna say tropical, I'm trying to think of the word, it's not quite, it's got a little bit of tropical, a little bit of grassiness in there. Mm. This one was, um, was quite heavy on the coriander. It was the first beer I, I brewed at uh, Brasserie Générale. Okay. It's always a challenge when you uh, change the place you brew because uh, sometimes oh, there's yeah. some variation in the ingredient and the kit size and everything. So this one, I always found it a bit heavy on the coriander. So that might be some grassiness you're uh, taking out of it. Yeah. Grassy, coriander. Mm. Still really good. Like yeah, is this, is this old or is this new? No, it's quite old. Still good though. It's, uh, yeah, 25th of April. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez, how about well, particularly for a hoppy beer. Yeah, it held up pretty well. I mean, if it wouldn't, it, I would have pulled it back. You would have thought it would have been like, nope, not happening. All right, photo. Strange men. All right, I love it, mate. This is great. So, um, so what's next? What do you want to? What, what do the people need to know? So just, uh, just going to keep pumping out the beers in the meantime. Like, do you have a time frame as to when you sort of want to do anything specific? Or? Oh, I, I I take things as they go. I mean, I don't want to rush things. I'll I'll race my beers when they're ready, and I'll do things one step at the time. Okay. Uh, what one thing I can say is I'll try to uh, step up next year. Yeah. I mean. 2019, I'll try to push it a bit more. Okay. Uh, I was uh, kind of fooling around in 2018, starting to work with uh, Brasserie Générale and everything. Getting comfortable with that situation yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 2019 should bring a lot of nice stuff. Nice. Man, I love well, it. I'll try. Hey, you'll try. This lactose coming. Lactose? It's coming. Maybe. I hope so. I really hope so. Will uh, we get Noah to drink some? Yeah, damn right. We're going to do a video with Noah. Noah wanted to be here today, actually. Uh, he really? Just, he works, so he can't. It ha- would have had to be after hours. Working is for poor people, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> That's the name for the episode? Working is yeah. for poor people? Can you write that down there? <laughs> yeah, write that down? Wait, you're like, no, no. I'm getting, I'm getting the no. Tiff's saying no. The producer said no, guys. <laughs> Working is for poor people. <laughs> we keep that internal. Like we keep that, that to ourselves, though. We're going to say that all the time Just now. contract brew. Just contract brew. Working. <laughs> so many money, so much money in contract brew. So much money. You're just yeah. like, you're just, you're just buying up the store afterwards. Well, I, mean, them. I just walk and the, the $100 bills like. Hopping out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was selling that uh, beer at a premium, bro. 
making cash. Uh, where can everybody find you online? I uh, pretty much Facebook, Instagram. At Le Pat du Grand. Yeah, I, there's not an L on I, Instagram. There's no L. It's just La Pat du Grain. And on Facebook, it's La Pat du Grain Bière Artisanal Inc. Okay, but you probably don't doesn't have to type. We're gonna we're gonna put it up on the screen, so it's easier for you, brother. Pleasure. Thank you for doing Pleasure. this. This is great. Uh, shouts again to Olivier for having us here today. Hi, Ali. Who come and say we're gonna do a podcast with him? Because I think we have done one with a uh, a, a depreneur. Who come through? Come say good day. Hey, this is Olivier. Thank you for having Hi. us today, brother. Pleasure. Where can people find uh, Experience Beer online and uh, in uh, real life? Yeah, in real life on Amherst, Amherst uh, in Montreal, yep. uh, 1751. Amherst 1751. This is uh, Maisonneuve. Uh, uh, no, it's not Maisonneuve. No, what's well, the, the cross street? It's Robin. Robin. Okay. Yeah, but it's in between Maisonneuve and Ontario. Perfect. And uh, we're on Facebook, and we try to be on Instagram. We try. <laughs> it's important. So come check them out. They got like a ton of beer here. It's uh, fantastic. Everything you're going to want. Everything. Thank you for having us, brother. Appreciate that. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. And check out the long form audio so you can hear very attractive bearded gentlemen like Uncle Fabrice here, who's hashtag Team Lactose. Uh, team talk about no Lactose. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Talk about beer. Um, and also check out the long... I said that already, didn't I? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. That's it, guys. Thanks for watching. See you in the next episode. Cheers.